Hey, this is Cameron. Hey, this is Justin. We want to give a big shout out to Seven Element Athletics. They do so many great stuff for active duty and veterans in the, in the athletics arena, whether it's ice hockey or any types of sports to give veterans an outlet for things to do to keep them busy, to give them ice time and everything. They do a fantastic job. Cameron, we've both been a part of Seven Element Camps, and it's a great way to raise money to help out veterans, right? Absolutely. They do great work. They take care of everybody. It's fantastic. So make sure you visit 7element.org or visit them on Facebook, on Twitter, anything to give them a lot of support. I know CMACE and Hal Guild, they're a part of it as well. They do great, great work with people in our community to help give them an outlet and things to do when they're off duty or when they are retired, when they're done. And it's for first responders too. So it's not just those that have been in the military, but first responders are part of this. Make sure you do everything you can to support 7element, our official podcast sponsor. Get them tax credits. Hey, Justin. Hey, Cameron. How's it going? It's going all right. I have some hot tea with some local honey. Have Disney Plus on pause. Yep. Yeah. We've, we've got the flying Roku logo. On flying this Rokus. That's a new sci-fi movie, I think. Okay, well... We're just going to jump right in, right? Yeah, we're just going to jump right oh, in. Oh, boy, here we go. I went ahead and I prepped a little game for us to play, because there's been a lot of talk about Don Cherry being fired, so... Um, I thought it'd be interesting to compare some of his quotes Here we go. <laughs> to somebody else who um, flies off the handle and says some ridiculous things. Here we go. Um, so the game is Don Cherry or Alex Jones. Oh my God. <laughs> you said non-sports media. I was like, who's he going to go with? Here we go. Okay. So. Oh man. I feel like I should have done more research now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is quote number one. And is this quote something Don Cherry said or Alex Jones okay, said? Okay. Um, chicken neck. Let me start over. <clears throat> chicken neck weakness is like a god now. And being totally passive and being a huge jellyfish slacker who looks like a fried egg in a chair. Is that Don Cherry or is that Alex Jones? I'm going to go with Alex Jones. Correct. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, oh, boy. All right. Quote number two. Okay. I'm just asking you, the cuckoos. <laughs> Wait. I'm just asking you, the cuckoos are always saying there are warming trends. We're freezing to death. 
Is that Alex Jones or is that Don Cherry? Don Cherry? Correct. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Two for two. <laughs> um, all right. Number three. I'm telling you, folks, nerds are one of the most dangerous groups in this country because they always end up running th- things. But they still hate everybody because they weren't the jocks in high school. So they play little dirty games on everybody. They use their brains to hurt people. Oh, this is Don Cherry? No, that's Alex Jones. Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Um, All right. If I'm in, you know, especially in a poor area, and I see guys walking like they're thugs down the street. I don't care what color they are. I go, that looks like, (laughs) that guy looks like they're a thug and looks like they're tough. Okay. If they try to shake me down, I'm going to ignore them and keep walking. And if they come up to me and try and put a hand on me, I'm going to punch them right in the throat. On Jerry. That's Alex Jones. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) All right, number five. Oh my gosh. How many are there? I'm curious now. There's two more. Okay, okay. Man, I started off so strong. <laughs> number number five. <laughs> number five. <clears throat> I'm wearing pink for all the pinkos out there that ride bicycles and everything. Don Cherry. That is Don That's Cherry. That's totally Don Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number six. They don't like our flag. You know, it's funny. They don't want our flag, but they want our money. Oh, man. Oh, this is rough. This is like the tiebreaker, too, because you're like... Yeah. Three and three? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um... This one's rough. This one's tough. Because I could hear Alex Jones. Don Cherry. Damn it! <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think in that one he was referring to, the, like, I think he says Canadian flag. I put our flag just because of if course. I said Canadian flag, that'd of be course. obvious. But, um, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show how easy it is <laughs> to mistake the ramblings of a madman online <laughs> for the ramblings of a madman on uh, on Sportsnet. Oh my gosh. Oh, J. Jonah Jameson, where are you? <laughs> Anyways, this is, that is interesting game, just, I mean, to try to make a point. And I think, I even, I even said this on Penalty Box Radio Live, that, you know, it's not about one thing that Don Cherry said that I think got him fired. It was, this was the final thing. And it was how he said it. It wasn't necessarily what he was saying, because you can agree or disagree with what he was saying and what he believes... But it's how he delivered his message yeah. is what came across so poorly to people. Because even I was getting some hate when I was like, bye Don Cherry. But it's because of all the other stupid things he said before mm-hmm. and what he means for the sport. He's a representative of the sport for a country yeah. on TV. And if that is the person you're choosing to represent you, that is not a good representation of hockey and the sport of hockey. And that, that's that's what my full opinion has been is that he's not good for the sport and hasn't been good for the sport for some time. There's so many other good voices out there that can support the growth, have some good opinions that can shake things up but have opinions that make people want to discuss and have conversations. And that's what's important. Especially in like today when, you know, you could argue soldiers aren't getting the proper care they need from anyone. Uh, healthcare, mental health care. Mm-hmm. You can expand on that in a million different directions. Oh, sure. Singling out immigrants like they're the problem. That's... That's not a complete encapsulation of what the issue might be. And singling them out is incorrect. And, and he, he said afterward that he wasn't singling out immigrants, but there's hard to, it's hard to say that 
that he well he also said I said what I said right so right like so. he's backpedaling on what he said now but at the time you know when given an option to apologize he kind of and, and it's one of those things I've seen people saying well I mean he's he's eighty five years old da, 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 da. age doesn't excuse anybody from no. saying something stupid doesn't matter how old you are how young you are you still destroy repercussions and. This is what gets me. And folks, again, this is not a right or a left issue. This is a, a human issue and what you're saying and how you're projecting things and, and what, how you're talking about people and about sports as well. But it comes down to how you represent it. And when when he said so many things are just off the rails mm-hmm. and represent, representative of that, people can learn as repercussions. So people would say, well, there's free speech. Well, one, there is free speech in the United States according to the Constitution, according to the Bill of Rights. But that is about the government impeding yeah. on your right to speak, not your employer. Your employer can fire you for something you say. Mm-hmm. And that's that's within their rights if they choose that you're not a representative of their company anymore. But in Canada, it's a different story, too, that they don't have the same constitution the United States has. I'm not saying they don't have free speech, but it is different up there. But it does not protect you from repercussions from an employer. And that's what I think some people haven't understood before, that you, you can say whatever you want. But you still have to deal with repercussions from people, from your employer, from other people. It just means the government's not going to persecute you for what you say. I have a failed background in stand-up comedy. And the way I've always <laughs> felt about that is, you know, as a comedian or whatever, just in general, you can say whatever you want, you know. Like, you have the freedom to say whatever you want. But no one is obligated to give you the platform to say anything. Right. And you still have to deal with the repercussions of every word you say. So make sure whatever you're saying is worthwhile and you're going to get the payoff you're looking for. (laughs) Because when those repercussions come, you're still responsible for what you said. Right. Well, okay. And let's bring this even back more to sports. How many times has a coach or a player been fined by a league, any league, for something they've said that isn't necessarily the best way to portray the criticism? Mm-hmm. Plenty of times. That's the employer. The league is they're their employer. Yeah. The team is the employer. How, it, it, you can still say it, but is it worth saying it? Sometimes, yeah, it is. It's worth taking the fine because you had to make it known. How many times has John Tortorella been fined? I feel like he'd probably be the oh, leader. Shit, I, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous, but he doesn't care. No. Because he feels like that's his platform and he's going to speak his mind. Mm-hmm. And that's who he's become. And, you know, that's okay because he tries to call it like he sees it, but in more of a way that's being constructive as well. It's just his delivery is brash sometimes but mm-hmm. John Tortorella has said plenty of things that I know has pissed people off with it's about I think the anthem he's gone off about that before too um, and you don't have to agree with it but again he's not on national TV either mm-hmm. saying that stuff and just like we have a platform here you don't have to like what we have to say and it's totally okay just have a conversation with us if you don't like what we're saying have a conversation There's no. I had somebody tweet me a middle finger to you from a Canadian veteran like dude what what I wasn't, how would I be hating on veterans if anybody knows me? I mean, we have such a good relationship with Seven Element, Brian mm-hmm. Bailey, which is a veterans foundation <laughs> for, for sports. And it's not just that. It's not saying I have a friend. It's yeah. more of a, we do definitely support this. It's, you can be critical, just like you said. There are veterans out there in need, mental health needs, medical needs, the, what's wrong with the VA, all those things. Those are issues that are very important and everything, too, that people could utilize. In the grand scheme of things, is wearing a poppy on your coat all that important like does it grow exposure absolutely sure but if that's all you're doing do do more like you know i'd argue do more than that don cherry did plenty but um you know 
don't say something stupid because you don't know what people are doing. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, there's so many different things, and I even covered it when he accused Stu Grimson of going into alcohol and drugs for being a goon, and he never did, and he mm-hmm. actually apologized for that one. What he said about the Scott Severin injury, saying, oh, he just got knocked out, mm-hmm. was way more serious than that. What he said about so many different things, and it's it's about your delivery, Don. Mm-hmm. It's about your delivery on it and how you say things, and it's not somebody being a snowflake or anything like that. If anybody knows me, they know where I actually stand politically. Mm-hmm. But it's not about that. It's about how you're portraying your opinions to actually be constructive. Is anything positive coming from what you're saying? Can you mm-hmm. grow the sport of hockey? Can you grow and make people that maybe this is their first time, a man who's their first time ever watching a hockey game, and they see that commentary, is that going to turn them on to the sport? No. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. can answer that for you right now. That's what I always look at it as. Can we turn people onto the sport, get them involved, get them interested some way to be involved in hockey, to play hockey, to do something, to watch it, to do whatever. It's being constructive about growth of hockey. Canada's already suffering enough with the loss of hockey because there's so many youth that are actually going away from the sport because of pressure, cost, all these different kinds of things. And they're, they're going to be facing some issues with talent, I'm sure. Maybe in a decade or two decades, something like that. Not it's going to be grave. But there's still a lack of youth growing. It's not growing. It's plateaued or declined. And what you want is continuous growth. The U.S. is growing. Europe is growing. Canada, it's not growing in terms of youth playing hockey. It's plateauing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This whole thing kind of reminds me of the Seinfeld episode where um, <laughs> Kramer participates in the AIDS walk. Like, <laughs> who won't wear the ribbon? Who? <laughs> So, so there he is supporting the issue, and he gets oh. the crap beat out of him because he just wouldn't put on the ribbon. Oh my gosh! I mean, I love wearing a poppy because it's yeah. a conversation starter, especially in the U.S. It's just like Preds are always away for the two weeks. Mm-hmm. They usually, where people are wearing poppies mostly, but people always ask in the U.S., "Oh, what's that mean?" It's a Remembrance Day. You know, a lot of people in the U.S. don't wear the poppy because it's more of a British Canadian type of thing. But it's really something that people in the U.S. definitely could. It just hasn't become as much of a tradition here as well. But I, I, I like wearing it because it is a good conversation starter. People do ask about it. Oh, what's that mean? And that's mm-hmm. a great way to bring awareness to other issues as well. And if you present it in that way, then you have a conversation about things. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Hockey. Yeah. Um, Sidney Crosby's out for six weeks. Yeah. I've yeah. been kind of punched out from the NHL just because the Predators are on the long road trip and I'd rather sleep. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like you don't like puck drops at nine o'clock. No, <laughs> they're rough, man. It's also been convenient that the Preds go down early, and I'm just like, all right, well. <laughs> or they had a lead in Colorado, and you're like, oh, this is going well. Oh my god, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> After about like the third goal that period, I was like, okay, it might be time for bed. And then like they just kept coming and coming and coming. And there you have a franchise record. Yep. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I kind of felt this coming on. I was like, how long can they keep up this, like, you know, oh, we're going to battle back and, like, you know, pull out the win. They, yeah, we all knew it was coming. Yeah. And it's move on from that game. Remember that game. You don't want it to ever, ever, ever happen again. But learn from it. Don't forget about it. Well, you know this means. Oh, boy, what? The Preds are going to miss the playoffs by like two points, and oh, you can you back know. off right now. <laughs> they're they're get, not going to do anything in the playoffs. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, <laughs> this game in November means their behavior. In oh my gosh! So this is the thing is that I think a lot of people are expecting them to come out with even more um, gusto 
against the Sharks, which yeah. they actually played a pretty good game against the Sharks. They, for some reason, couldn't be Martin Jones. How the hell can you not be Martin Jones? Everything beats Martin Jones. A beer leaguer beats Martin Jones. Martin Jones sucks, if you can't tell by what I'm saying. He sucks. He is an awful pro NHL goaltender. Put him in the AHL, he'd probably be great. But he's a bad NHL goaltender. You expect a little bit more, and then they played a pretty good game. And didn't see that. And you're expecting more than, than that cup of effort to come out after being whooped 9-4. to four. So it's interesting to see the takes on this. But again, the good thing about that 9-4 game, the Predators already played two games at the time of this recording since then. And it's not like the NFL where if you have a really bad game, that is one-sixteenth of your season. You're thinking about it all week all long. All week. You're getting questions from the media all week long. People are talking about you all week long. Can they recover? No, they had two days. So it's good for them in that point. They had two days. They had two other games. They had multiple days off. Come back and they get home against the Blackhawks with Patrick Kane on a hot streak right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> on a Saturday night, which has not been the kindest to Nashville here yeah. in the past couple seasons. I'm curious how that'll go, too, because the Blackhawks were straight up horrible against the Preds last time they were here. So I'd expect a little more life out of them this, t- this time. A little bit because the Preds, I mean, the Preds have been done, doing really well against Chicago ever since the sweep. Yeah. Like with the sweep, that kind of initiated the new order of the Central Division in terms of, like, which team's going to beat up on who. The Predators like to beat up on the Blackhawks right now, lately. Yeah. But the Blackhawks still have plenty of talent to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. Well, well Colorado, without uh, Rantanen, without Landeskog, still put up nine spot <laughs> on the Brits. Yeah, and people <clears throat> were talking about the Predators not being, like, they looked slow and stuff like that. Well, they looked slow because Colorado's that fast. quick. They're that fast. Yeah, like, it's not that the Predators were bad. It's that Colorado it can be that good. And, of course, a ninth goal had to be the franchise Riker goal and a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pretty, like, of course. Yeah. I, and the crowd starts chanting, 10, 10, 10. I was asleep by then. Yes, but, you, you know. were. Well, I, I remember you back to the days when the Preds put up nine against Toronto. Yeah. Oh, man, I still watch that one sometimes. Oh, I still watch the Steve Dangle reaction for that. It's beautiful. It was a beautiful video. And every time we have him on the show, he's like, you guys going to talk about the nine game? <laughs> no, Steve. No, it's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, NHL, things are going on about the quarter mark of the season. Yeah. So you get an idea. People keep asking about trades, trades, trades. And for me, it's one of those things that I would like to. I don't hurt nerd. Nerd, nerd. I heard Jeremy K. Gover and Porth talking about defense. Mm-hmm. We're entering that point of the season now where teams kind of know what, what they are. Mm-hmm. At least they know what they were. They know what they're capable of. So I think the trademark is going to open a little bit. Kind of like when the Kyle Turris trade happened. But the Predators, I'd love to see Dante Fabro be on the third pairing. Yeah. And then get some veteran help that is solid. Because Matias Eckelman is not against Dante yeah. Fabro. It's more of let him get more seasoning so you're not putting him in top four minutes. The pressure. Let him grow. Yeah. Give him some more opportunity there because it's been a little rough for him. And it's not saying he doesn't belong. He definitely belongs in the NHL, but on the third pairing right now. Yeah. Just a, a little less ice time so he can get a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. He's going to be fine. He's going to be great. It's yeah. just that's one of those things where you see the missing of P.K. Subban. <clears throat> yeah, and I'd also like to improve that third pair just a little bit. Just a little bit. You just don't want them to be a liability. Yeah. So they're going to be bad compared to your top four. Yeah. But just don't be a liability. And, I mean, that's where he was last year, and it looks great. So, right. you so, know, that's that's where he belongs at this moment. So, we shall see. We mm-hmm. shall see on that. Pause. <clears throat> One.
Yeah, I, I think you've covered that enough. What do you mean the jersey defines the season? <laughs> you better find a way to put that in there if, if it picks up. <laughs> <laughs> the jersey defines the season. <laughs> that sounded very Daria. <laughs> <laughs> the Colorado jersey, on the other hand. Yeah, that looks real good. Oh, right. Yeah, real good. Right. No, I like you it. You like it? Yeah. Oh! It just looks It looks like something that is born out of the 80s. Like the 80s weird movement. See, but like... If, there's, okay, if but... there's any team that needed to do something new with their logo, it's the Colorado Avalanche. I guess I need to see it on a person. Because the way it's looking, it might look better when it's on a person. You know, instead of just hanging... Yeah. But it's firsthand to me it looks interesting. It looks like that ro- the rogue eighties styles, like, oh we're gonna be really branded for this decade kind of thing. You know <laughs> what it looks like is in the nineties, um, MLB did jerseys <laughs> of the future, like the Mercury yeah. White Sox and things like that. Yeah. Like if they were like playing on a different <laughs> The planet. Mercury White Sox. <laughs> yeah. So hot you'll melt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it looks something like that, just toned down a little. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, hey, Cameron. Hi. Moving on here. Did you know the Mighty Drunks Bellevue are on a three game win streak? Yeah, how about that? Oh boy. When we're playing actual talent that is D League level, we will win games. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Schneider, who had the prettiest non-goal I've ever seen. I know. Just completely top shelf, hit the back post and out. And since there was only one official on the ice... Who was, like, past the red line at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it go in. (laughs) Well, we know you didn't see it go in. It was hilarious, because, like, both benches... Reacted. (laughs) Both teams... Like, everybody on the ice just stopped. Mm-hmm. The only person still ca- skating was the referee. He was the only person in that entire building who didn't know that was a goal. I didn't see it. <laughs> we know because you're out of position. When you're a one ref, you shouldn't be going red line to red line. There's way too much. We're going half mark, uh, half mark to half mark. Sim- half wall, half wall to half wall. Yeah. Sorry. Sympathies to the uh, Ford Ice Center operators because... I'm positive they're just completely short-staffed right now. Oh, trying to get everything up and going. For yeah, sure. for I'm, sure. I'm everything. liking it at Bellevue. And I know yeah. like the, I like the ice. I like the mm-hmm. convenience. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> um, just uh, need, need some more benches yeah. in the locker rooms. I know they're figuring things out. But they're figuring things out. It's okay. But Beer League's been fun. And mm-hmm. it's still... I don't know Carter Penzi's been doing as much as he possibly can to even things up yeah. in this league. Because it's showing, too. We, I put together a true D-level talent team mm-hmm. and we've had a, some close games like a one goal win three goal win a five nothing win but against teams that maybe just couldn't seal the deal or things like that so we are a true d-level talent team and then you have another team come in and beat us eight nothing that shows the discrepancy mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. some of those teams are just all free agents so oh know, yeah it's hard to do that yeah and especially if you haven't played down here at all or you don't know yeah you just don't know yeah because d-league up in michigan are people that, oh, yeah, at least play through middle school. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but it's been fun. And some, what I've noticed, too, so far, haven't been anywhere near as many penalties no. in our games. Because I think overall guys are playing clean because they're having fun. And because rivalries haven't developed either. That's you true don't know too. who you hate yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> once it comes in, once once people realize that Doug Warren loves to lift your stick a lot, yeah. you're going to probably start taking more penalties against him when he does it to you. <laughs> oh, man. But it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's interesting to see some of the other team names out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Mighty Trucks. Yeah. Is an interesting one. We're not the only orange team anymore. Which throws is, me off. I'm like, I thought yeah. we were the only ones. Yeah. We were the chosen ones. <laughs> to wear the orange. Yeah. Well, we could always wear orange because, you know, if all else fails, orange is fine because the other team doesn't wear orange. Right. But that's, we, that's what we did. Yeah, but now, no. Like, no, we, we do that. There are like yeah. two other teams with orange now in our league. Yeah. Come on. Yep. But yeah, beer league. But Cameron, I need to ask you. So there's probably a lot of people out there like, oh man, I can't do that. I can't play hockey. You are tied for the lead in points for our team. So the stat sheet's just complete shenanigans. I don't know how accurate no, no, no. it completely is. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm not even worried about that. Yeah. You know how to put the puck in the back of the net. Sure. What I, What is it in terms of someone that has maybe never played or has been interested, but is maybe on the edge about it? Like I can never do that. I just can't skate. I can't do this. You. Put the puck in. You score lots of goals. Yeah. What is it about you? What do you, what do, you do in position that helps you score so many goals? Um, in beer league. I'm parking my fat butt in front of the net and hoping <laughs> for the best. Yeah, but you also had a beautiful assist from yeah. Gretzky's office too, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it shows you can play. If you can play, you can play. Get out there and do it. Yeah. Because I love it. I, lo- I, love see- I love it when you celebrate too. Because <laughs> yeah. you can tell... Whenever you are part of a goal-scoring play, whether it's an assist or a goal, it means something. It's funny to me because um, Michael Wade had two goals in that game. One was credited to me just because I yelled like an idiot. (laughs) I I was in front of the net, but he shot it from the point. I was nowhere near the actual puck going in, but because I saw it go in and yelled like an idiot, the referee's like, well, I guess it was that guy. I mean, the NHL does that still, too. Yeah. Oh, who celebrated the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's really fun. Plus, yeah, Michael Wade. I mean, he's our own P.K. Subban out there. Yeah. Because he really does activate and get involved. He scores. But then, you know, when he gets back, he's poke-checking it, too. Mm-hmm. Very good active with the stick. Uh, Taylor Ayala. Yeah. Great. He he wanted to be forward for a while. Then all of a sudden, he comes to me and goes, hey, uh... Can, can I play defense? This is his first time playing competitive hockey, but he's been going to stick times a lot, and he's good. Yeah. And can I play defense? And all of a sudden, this kid it turns out to be a natural defenseman. Yeah, for sure, a complete natural defenseman. I thought he played before, just usually on no. D. It's amazing what you discover in beer league hockey about people, how they naturally can slot into a position. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, unfortunately, you weren't able to be there, but getting up at 4.30 a.m. Yeah. to go with Big Joe on the go for Channel 4... It was so freaking early. It was colder outside than inside the rink. I think that's when it was windy, and the temperature outside was 18 degrees. Yeah. How, with the wind blowing. Was the heat on in the locker rooms? Yes. I don't know who's doing that, but oh, it's horrible. It's, it, it is. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Well, the locker rooms have the heat pumping in, so I'm putting on my pads, and Sweating. I'm just pouring sweat. You're getting the towel out. Yeah. Patting the forehead yeah. before the game. <laughs> yeah, I abruptly leave and shower at home, but some of the other guys who shower there say there's no hot water. <laughs> it's coming. It's been it's been wishy washy. Yeah, yeah. Like not to disparage the facility because right. obviously it's beautiful, but um, it is interesting seeing how quickly things go up and you know the little growing pains are fun. Yes, <laughs> but the good thing is for me, 
I'm only driving five minutes to the rink. Yep. That for me is I'll deal. Yeah. With everything else. It makes me that. laugh every time we go because the AMC app like lights up like, oh, are you going to see a movie? Here's all the movie times. <laughs> no, it's 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm not going to see a movie. It's not the summertime. You don't have a showing at 1030 or 11. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop teasing me. Because here in the theater, the latest show starts at like 730 usually. Yeah. On weeknights. Yeah. Whereas I think Cool Springs at Thoroughbred, they still have 9 or 10 o'clock shows. Yeah. But I get it. It's a smaller area. Mm-hmm. Like 12 screens. But anyways. Yeah. That Thoroughbred Theater is pretty nice. But like, I don't know what it is about that uh, crowd down there. I don't like it as much. Like you, you get is this the... Franklin? Yeah. <laughs> you get the soccer moms who bring the little teeny boppers. and To a movie they shouldn't be at. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or the teeny boppers that are going to a movie that they just shouldn't be at. Yeah. Or the like... The um, midlife crisis people who think they're like, oh, you, we can go to the movies and get some drinks and act crazy. Or the ones that with the recliner, you just hear, and look over, and it's a it's a damn adult, not a kid. Usually the kid's the one playing with the recliner. It's, you know, Pick a position! See, I'll like get up and go to the bathroom, so I'll put my seat down, but I'm very strategic. I wait for a loud portion with like the mm-hmm. the music blaring, and then I'll put my seat down, mm-hmm. and then I'll go. We were at Adam's Family, the animated one, okay? So it's full of families and kids, and it was a, very, a pretty quiet part. And I look over, and I hear the... <laughs> and it is like a 40-year-old man having fun. If we were downstairs right now, we could mimic I know. that. <laughs> Yeah, we did decide to record upstairs because the chairs make too much noise if they you squeak. even move a little bit. Yeah, all the all the uh, pleather. Yeah, it sounds like my intestines. Oh, <laughs> jeez! What did you get from Jack in the Box? Um, I got the spicy chicken sandwich and some oh, curly fries. How was it? It was delightful. I had the uh, I went to Chick Fil A today for breakfast with the yeah. Logo Brands Warehouse Sale. Yeah, got a lot of stuff for the PBR live show at Cherokee Steakhouse December fourth. And the New Year's Eve party, lots of giveaways. But I got the chicken biscuit with pepper jack cheese. That's the way to do it. It's a little too, like, if it's spicy chicken and pepper jack, it's a little too much for me. But yeah. add the pepper jack to regular chicken, and I'm good. See, I, I'm i fine with the pepper jack and the spicy. Yeah, well, that's why your intensities make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair Help enough. me! Help me! <laughs> Oh, boy. Right. So, Disney Plus. Yes. It launched. It mm-hmm. crashed. But it's good. It's good now. Yeah. <laughs> I got the bundle. Did it crash I, a lot? Like A I, little bit. I think it was spotty. Yeah. I didn't have any major issues. Like, once I had to, like, restart the app. But yeah. that's about it. And that's pretty standard. I think it was certain parts of the country, depending on the servers and stuff. Gotcha. Is what I was seeing. But I waited until very late at night to watch my first one. After the Prince Canucks game. Mm-hmm. So, when I watched my first thing on Disney Plus. And what did I watch? The Mandalorian, of course. Yeah. See, the first thing I watched was Heavyweights. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, for me, I've been watching lately, too. So, Hulu. I was watching. I was re-watching All of Boy Meets World. Yeah. Because I love that sitcom. And I don't think people realize how deep some of the issues got with that. What they cover of actual present-day topics or death or breakups, or alcoholism, all these different kinds of things that teenagers actually have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're marketing to people that you know are a few years younger than what the generation is on the show. But Hulu got rid of it like a month and a half ago. I was like, ugh! <laughs> like it just disappeared. I started, yeah. started searching, like, does not appear. I'm like, what? 
And it was right after Corey and Topanga broke up <laughs> when their senior year of high school. I was like, you can't. Uh, so I figured out it was going to be on Disney Plus. Started rewatching that. Yeah. And getting up and going. We're about the graduation episode now. So. When this boy meets world, boy meets world. <laughs> yeah, my wife has been watching Lizzie McGuire. Oh, I'm sure everybody's excited about the new Lizzie McGuire, too. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to actually watch that. Yeah. Well, I always had the biggest crush on Hillary Duff. Like, Hell yeah, dude. She, she, yeah, she was, uh, she was something special to me, for sure. <laughs> Your wife is over there laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I just hear. <laughs> okay, so the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. This has been something that I know George Lucas has always wanted a live-action television show for a long time, and they just weren't able to do it right. Yeah, and, and I definitely feel like they are doing it right. The the one first episode only we know. Yeah, <laughs> because it was awesome. Well, it felt a little to me like Rogue One, not necessarily yeah. that like the stories are similar, but it feels completely removed from like. The standard Star Wars story. Yes. It's its own thing. Yeah. Um, Has some fan stuff in there. Yeah. To reconnect it. Like the... <clears throat> oh, I always forget the name of the thing. The little creature that was always on Jabba. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah Salacious thing. Crumb. Yes, that. <laughs> and being roasted. Yeah. With one shaking in a cage next to him like, ha ha, yeah. okay. <laughs> and then like, um, you know, he rings the doorbell and the little eye from... Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the gonk droid shows yes. up. It's just little references like yeah, that. Which is fine. Yeah. But even if you're not a Star Wars fan, I feel like you could pick that up and enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. And I I like how it's a little different because we, we, we got teased with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about the history of the Mandalorians, um, about what they do, and even the throwback to being <laughs> frozen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how that's what, that's what they use because that was what the Empire was testing at the time. Yeah. This is taking place after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So it's saying the Empire has fallen. Yeah. Um, so it's actually not that long after it, right? Like five years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Which, you know, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, that's not that much time. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, I might, might as well just jump to it, is spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Stop listening now if you've not seen episode one of The Mandalorian. Yeah. So the big spoiler <laughs> was that Brian Posehn was the uh, taxi driver at the beginning. That was the big spoiler for me. Okay. <laughs> No, it was whatever Yoda is. Yeah. His species was having yeah. to be recovered by the Mandalorian and it appears and it's like, what? And then it just stops. Yeah. Well, if it's the remainder of the Empire putting out that bounty. Right. There's a reason. Yeah. Like, um, and especially if they want him dead, like, I would assume that's because, like, the whole Jedi angle. Yep. Possibly. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. We really don't know what Yoda is, right? That has been one of the mysteries of the Star Wars I don't universe. Know. That there's not an extra species name. Because there, there's a Yoda, and uh, I think it was a Yaddle was the female version or something of it. But that's about it. It has been one of those mysteries that we just don't know about. But to see that a little... And it was a baby at 50 years old still. Mm-hmm. 50 years old. Yeah, a baby. Still a little baby. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of neat to see some of the different things. And the voice of that um, bounty droid. Yeah, the IG-11, uh-huh. I believe, was... Yes. Yeah. Was, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. I just forgot it. Taika Waititi was the oh, voice of that. Really? Yes. Yeah, I just saw his movie, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. 
So bringing all everything together. So I'm um, I'm really enjoying the Mandalorian. Hi, if especially Star Wars fans, I'm yep. sure you know about it already. But just it. just doing a little bit of research, I looked up Yoda on Wikipedia. Yeah, which is the official. Yeah, um, Yoda, a force sensitive male being belonging to a mysterious species. See, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. And I wonder if this will be the kind of thing that kind of dives into it a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> Boy. Some things I feel like are better left a mystery. Totally. Totally agree. Like, I think that's what the prequel movies did wrong. Like, obviously, they <laughs> hold a special place in my heart. Oh, but... Midichlorian level is... <clears throat> yeah. It's like, what if we explain what, you know, midichlorians are? And what if we see <clears throat> the most, you know, mysterious uh, villain of all cinema history as a child being yeah. a little... Yeah. Yeah. Be like, a pod racer. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's a pod racer. <laughs> See, I, the pod racing scenes, I feel like, are the one good thing in the first movie. Like, Sure. There's not a lot to enjoy in those first few movies. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was a fantastic character. Oh yeah, Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul was fantastic. Like, but... A good character is not good plot. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the problem. Yeah. Good characters, but awful yeah. plot. And bad... I know it's been talked about so much, but bad casting. Why are you casting a child? Should have yeah. been a teenager. Yeah. Even, even if he was 12 or 13, it would have made sense. 11, even. Mm-hmm. But wasn't he like 9? Yeah. 8 or 9? Yeah. And you have a queen? <laughs> Who was supposed to be 16 in the movie, but it was Natalie Portman. Right. How old was she at the time? She had to have been like 19, 20, older. Low 20s. Yeah. And then crushing on a 9-year-old. Yep. Or a nine-year-old crushing on her, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we're going to make babies. Well, that's pretty standard for Hollywood, though. That's, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that goes on out there. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, but, if folks, if you have not seen anything on Disney+, Plus, it is crazy the amount of stuff on there. It has, I don't want to say literally everything, because yeah. that's 99%, of, it, 99% um, of everything, because there's not Song of the South. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> I wanted to beat you to it. I <laughs> So I can't say literally everything. No, the racist stuff is not on there. Yeah. Um, also, Fantasia, they've edited out the um, the, the black uh, uh, Pegasus. Oh, yeah. Because, like, and somebody brought that up online, and I'm like, oh, how bad could it be? And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, this oh. is real, real bad. Oh. And then, uh, apparently, Dumbo, I haven't watched yet, had some major edits to it. Like, they cut 12 minutes out of Dumbo. Wow. Um, and to where yeah, your wife agrees, uh, but it's, Dumbo was already a short movie to begin with, yeah. and now it's under an hour. Wow, <laughs> a really short movie. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, you you don't want a kid to scroll through Disney Plus and then come, <laughs> mommy. What does this mean? Repeating it at school? Yeah, <laughs> we learn. Yeah, you learn. The good thing is you learn. Yeah, like to a certain extent, though, I feel like there is some cultural value in like being like, well, this is what took place. Like, this is sure. what this is what the time was like at that time. So, for yes. a you know, if, if you don't acknowledge history, you're doomed Absolutely. to repeat it. I agree. In proper context, understanding history, blah blah blah, understanding that it's yes. the wrong thing and adding context yes. so to it. So it still should be available and not fully <clears throat> locked up and totally deleted from history. Yeah, but it should be available to watch if you wanted for teaching purposes, if anything, too. Yeah, like but, cultural film studies. Yeah, I mean that's a way right there to watch some of these original things to look at how culture has changed and people have evolved and things like that too. Yeah, mindset has changed in the populace. Yes, they still should be available because you need to address what happened before so you don't repeat it again. Well. 
there was a trend of colorizing black and white movies like and George Lucas went to Congress and spoke out against mm-hmm. that at the time and then he went back and redid all of his movies cuz he's right. a hypocrite but anyway <laughs> what it really wanted to look like that <laughs> if i had the t- technology at this time yes that's exactly what the people colorizing the black and white movies were saying exactly <laughs> oh man anyway um but yeah just um you know some things like seeing an encapsulation of that time mm-hmm. there's some value to that but also like i can understand why well maybe this isn't the place for that i haven't yet but apparently there was another edit to the han and greedo scene in the cantina from a new hope again yes so we need to go watch that yeah i guess i do yeah because that is another little edit that has found its way into with disney plus interesting so, I'm, I'm going to go see if I can figure out what that is without, without you t- getting yeah. spoiled. Well, no, yeah. I haven't seen it yet either. And I haven't oh, okay. done the free- All I heard was through the grapevine that there was a little slight edit. So I need yeah. to see. Well, let's pause and watch the whole thing right now. The whole thing. Okay. <laughs> and welcome back. <laughs> Roku's still going. Yeah. Still Jar Jar Binks is in A New Hope now. Oh, man. You know, I never thought it would happen, but yeah. my dream has come true. <laughs> If people just skip all the way to this part. We sick and a die? <laughs> <laughs> we suck on a die? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's funny. Jack Woods, bless him. Yeah. He texted me with a fan theory that has been old. But he thought it was new. About oh. Jar Jar being a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's that's nothing new. He goes, what? Like, you need to catch up on your nerd. <laughs> he really thought. I don't. Maybe he was messing with me. He might have been messing with me, but he really thought that that could be a thing. Turns out, Darth Vader's Luke's father. What? No! <laughs> oh man, but yes, I love Disney Plus already. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to dive into more and watch like the Imagineering. One where they're how they put together all the different things. Yeah, uh, we watched that one last you night. Did? It's real okay. good. Yeah. And the, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> seems interesting. Jeff Goldblum's canceled now. Oh God. Yeah. He uh, he said some some problematic stuff. Oh boy. Here we go. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that off air. I think we've covered enough. Uh, <laughs> Enough touchy issues on this episode. Really, people are still tuning in right now. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Appreciate you. <clears throat> All right. Do we have anything else we want to cover before we say goodbye? No. Bye, Cameron. Bye. Good night, John Boy. Uh, 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 okay. You're checked in. Yeah, thank you. Here's your AIDS ribbon. Uh, no thanks. You don't want to wear an AIDS ribbon? Uh, no, no. But you have to wear an AIDS ribbon. I have to? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why I don't want to. But everyone wears the ribbon. You must wear the ribbon. What you are? You're a ribbon bully. Hey! Hey, you! Come back here! Come back here and put this on! Hey, where's your ribbon? Oh, I don't wear the ribbon. You don't wear the ribbon? Aren't you against AIDS? Yeah, I'm against AIDS. I mean, I'm walking on it. Don't wear the ribbon. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric, Bob, this guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? (laughs) So, what's it going to be? 
Are you going to wear the ribbon? No, oh, never. But I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. What are we going to do with him? I huh? guess we're just going to have to teach him to wear the ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.